Welcome to the five. Fantasy five. Bob them. Bob them. Bob them. It's the five. Fantasy five. Five. Fantasy five. 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 Ready. Set. Go. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? James Coe here with you. We welcome you into the Fantasy Five. All the fantasy advice you need in just about five minutos. This show brought to you by MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Why are they awesome? You know why? Because they're giving you free money just to try out their daily fantasy site. Five bucks just for signing up. And if you use my promo code CO, spelled K-O-H, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. And yes, I know, there are like... 75 bajillion promo codes out there but if you like me if you like this program you will hook a brother up and use my promo code spelled k-o-h all right give them a try monkeyknifefight.com state need restrictions apply seaside for full terms and restrictions all right let's go uh i'm just gonna rattle off a couple of you know plays that i think are good this week you know we're talking on a wednesday here right so um your waiver wire has already processed so there's not anyone i'm going to tell you to go get on the waiver wire but if you've got these guys i'll just say hey listen maybe they're borderline maybe maybe you're thinking about ah should i start this guy not start I'll give you some matchup data and uh, you can decide. And of course, uh, as always, you can hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram at James D. Co. Uh, and I will interact with you, the fans out there, and, uh, and answer as many fantasy questions as I possibly can. All right, again. Let's talk about some plays that, uh, you know, not the obvious plays. You know what I'm talking about? We'll start with Eric Ebron. I think he's an excellent start against Cincinnati. Cincinnati has allowed the second most fantasy points per game to the tight end position. And over their last four games, five different tight ends have caught a touchdown against Cincinnati. Harrison Bryant, David Njoku, Trey Burton, Jack Doyle, and Mark Andrews have all caught at least one touchdown against Cincinnati. Eric Ebron leads all Steelers in red zone targets with seven, and we saw him have a pretty nice outing there in week number nine. But again, against Cincinnati, I mean, I rattle off these five tight ends in four games. The crazy part is we're talking about teammates, right? So Harrison Bryant, David Njoku, and then you look at Trey Burton, Jack Doyle. They they have all caught touchdowns. They're teammates. So you're figuring, you know, Eric Ebron's pretty much the show at tight end in terms of pass catching tight ends there for Pittsburgh. So I think he's got an excellent chance. Um, If you're playing DFS, certainly Eric Ebron uh, is an intriguing piece there for you in DFS environments. And if you have him in season long leagues, I think he is an excellent streaming position uh, streamer for you at that position. All right, same game. We'll talk about Tyler Boyd, who I think is a solid start against Pittsburgh. And I know that's a little bit counterintuitive because certainly the Steelers have a a great defense, terrifying defense, really. Uh, But now I would say that that's overall because over the last four weeks, Pittsburgh has been actually touched up by wide receivers lined up in the slot. Per next-gen stats, the Steelers have allowed the second most yards and the most touchdowns to receivers lined up inside over the last four weeks. Now, over the last four weeks, they've given up five touchdowns to wide receivers lined up inside. And Boyd, of course, is Cincinnati's primary slot man. Plus, he's already seeing a lot of volume in a very high-volume passing attack. I think Tyler Boyd, don't be scared. You could play Tyler Boyd. I think uh, I actually think he's actually a nice contrarian play, too, uh, if we're talking about DFS. 
All right, I'll give you a sleeper. How about Marquez Valdez Scantling? And I know this seems a little chalky because he had, you know, two touchdowns there on Thursday night. But I would just say this. Look, against Jacksonville, you know what he is at this point in his career. He's an extremely volatile play with tremendous upside because the guy's a good athlete. He's a big wide receiver. He's playing in a good offense with Aaron Rodgers, right? These are all good things, but sometimes he just... Either he doesn't hang on to the ball, he doesn't show up, Aaron doesn't look his way, whatever it is, extremely volatile play is MVS. I'm thinking about going back-to-back with MVS this week against Jacksonville. Why? Because MVS plays primarily on the right side, and all three of his touchdowns this year have come while he was lined up on the right side. Now, why does that matter? Because, well, primarily on the right side there for Jacksonville, that means he's going to be tracked by rookie cornerback C.J. Henderson, who has been up and down to say the least. He has allowed three touchdowns in coverage and has allowed the six most yards per coverage snap in the NFL among qualified outside corners. So again, he's a rookie. He's still sorting himself out. MVS, I think, is a pretty good athlete. Uh, Obviously, he's got Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Uh, You got to figure if they take a couple of shot plays down the field, MVS has a pretty good chance. I would say greater than 50% chance of making those plays. So uh, again, I know we're hoping for a couple of shot plays and that's always a little bit of a scary proposition, but we're talking about a sleeper. If you're in a deeper league, maybe you need that emergency flex play MVS for you against Jacksonville. And, And again, I know Alan Lazard, is set to come back pretty soon. Hell, he might come back this week. I'm not sure. But even if he is available this week, Lazard, remember, does play out of the slot. I don't believe uh, his return will impact MVS's target share or his air yard share uh, too much. All right, at the running back position. Um, <laughs> I feel bad because, look, I, I know I pumped up Jamichael Hasty, um, and, I, and I led you astray. I led myself astray. Listen, I have Jermichael Hasty in, in pretty much every league. I, I play in seven leagues. I've got him, I think, in five. Okay, so I, listen, I feel bad, man, but um, he's in the dirt. He is absolutely in the dirt. Okay, feel free to drop him if you haven't already. Um, and I hate to do it because, listen, Kyle Shanahan's run scheme, and I think he's a great fit for it. You know, I think he's a pretty good athlete, but... It doesn't matter. He's just not getting the opportunities. Jarek McKinnon played 74% of the snaps. Hasty played 26%. Jarek McKinnon outtouched Jamichael Hasty 15 to 6. I mean, six total touches for Jamichael Hasty in a prime spot against Green Bay. That's that's just not good, you know. I mean, again, I think I think if he got an opportunity, I think he'd be great. But you know what? It doesn't matter what I think. It matters what Kyle Shanahan thinks. And Kyle Shanahan believes that Jerick McKinnon is his guy, and I think he's going to stick with him. Plus, if you think about it, you know, Raheem Mostert should be close to returning here. So we'll see. And if he's not, I mean, again, it's pretty much Jerick's backfield, Jerick McKinnon's backfield. And uh, Jermichael Hasty. Sorry about your luck, man. Again, I, I believe in him. I do. I, I think it's a great spot, and I loved him last week against Green Bay. Didn't happen. I led you astray. My bad. All right, that's it for your boy. We're all out of time. If you want to follow me on Instagram, if you want to follow me on Twitter, feel free to do so. Answer as many fantasy questions as possible on those two platforms at James D. Co. We'll see you.